Thank you for tuning in for another episode of I Am One. My name is Chris. I am your host. And I am one. I am a black man, American, and a human being. Thanks for joining me. I'd like to start off by apologizing. It's been some time since my last podcast. Uh, there have been changes in work schedule. Uh, been vacation you know, for the summer. And I needed a mental break. Just relax a little bit. Everybody needs that. So I wish to apologize for that. From here on, we're going to have uh, two episodes uh, uh, a month. Every other Thursday. Every other Thursday. So we'll have an episode come out uh, today. And the next episode will be two weeks from today. Now, I also host other podcasts. It's uh, a good friend of mine, the zookeeper, and myself. Uh, that podcast is called Zoo Burger. It is Zookeeper, which is my friend, and I am Cheeseburger. Uh, we combine that to Zoo Burger. And I also host a podcast for uh, my gun club. We are unapologetically black. It is a chapter of the National African American Gun Association. I am the um, I am in the chapter of the Tenth Cavalry Buffalo Soldiers Gun Club. And that is out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. So it's a lot on my plate, a lot going on. I first want to cover uh, this Delta variant. It seems that every time we turn around, it's something. It, it doesn't seem like that we're, we're going to get out of this uh, Corona deal. Um, there, there's something missing here. Uh, it, it seems that it is being used as a as a form of control. Um, now. Uh, they're mandatorying some businesses, some jobs, not mine, uh, are mandatorying the shots. And since uh, the onset of the mandatory, now we have uh, another variant coming up behind the Delta variant. So it, it, it kind of seems like there's a whammy at every, every turn. And that is something that is uh, really causing a hamper or a hamper or a damper or a pain in the ass uh, when it comes to regular everyday life. Just want to touch on that a bit. If you haven't had the vaccine, you haven't had your shot, uh, it started out with being one shot. Then it went to two shots. Now I think it's up to four shots. It is totally a individual thing. Some people believe in, hey, whatever the government tells me, I will do. Uh, some people uh, question it, such as me. I question, why all these shots? And all of a sudden, there's another variant. Um, if the coronavirus mutates, then uh, the first two shots really uh, was a waste of time. Have I had the shot? Absolutely not. Have I had corona? Absolutely not. Have I been in close contact with people who have had corona? I absolutely have. No sickness here. Okay. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to leave with that. Now for a little news. I want to talk about um, an incident that came up or I saw online and researched a little bit uh, out of South Carolina. This police officer, it was three officers, one white male, one white female, one black female in South Carolina came out to a call of a man with a gun. 
There were two black men that were involved in the incident. No one there had a gun. It was a mistake or the, the, the call itself was false. Well, the white cop, male officer, decided that while his suspect was complying, uh, both black men were ordered to the ground, spread out. They did exactly what they was told. But he claims that the guy wasn't moving fast enough or he was doing too much talking. So while this uh, black man was complying with the police officer, he's, you know, he's going down to the ground. The officer decides to kick him in the back of the head like he was a horse. Totally unnecessary. At that point, you're no longer a cop. You're an assailant. Now, that's called assault. Hey, get on the ground. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on the ground right now. And then get kicked in the back of the head like he was a mule. Okay, so it seems that in America, if you're a black man, whether or not, whether or not you are complying, the white racist police, which not all of them are, but it's enough of them to where it is a national problem and they need to be pointed out and or dealt with, not only by the citizenry, but by fellow police officers. This um, blue thing, the blue wall silence, nah. Because at some point, it is going to get not just that officer killed, but the other officers killed. Because someone's going to say, hey, you know what, enough is enough. And it's going to turn to a point of self-defense. And that is what's happening. The brother complied, got on the ground, got kicked in the head. The other man, uh, uh, other brother, suspect, was already on the ground. The Caucasian female officer went around, searched the truck, found nothing. The black female officer videotaped everything. She asked the first suspect, hey, uh, do you have any weapons on you? I said, no, no ma'am, I don't have any weapons at all. She was like, okay, well get on up off the ground then. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna search you. She searched him, no weapons. She's like, you're good, just stand there while we deal with this other situation. No guns were found. No crime was committed. She asked the other uh, suspect, the other brother. He was complaining, dude, he kicked me in the head. My head hit the pavement and I got a cut on my face. He has a gash on his head where his face hit the pavement because the officer kicked him in the back of the head. She said, I'm going to call you an ambulance. You need to get this looked at and it needs to be documented. She said that. On her video recording, she called an ambulance. Ambulance came and treated him for his wounds. Now, if they were such a threat, if it was such a, a, uh, a violent incident, they found out, hey, these guys weren't even involved. They were complying off top. What was the purpose of stomping someone in the back of the head? I know why. He's got a gun, he's got a badge, and he's Caucasian. Caucasian men are inherently fearful of black men for no reason whatsoever. Let's go to a second incident. Washington, D.C. There were three officers. There was a black man being arrested for whatever reason. They had him in handcuffs, leaned over a fence, a chain link fence. There was one cop on the left side, one on the right side, holding this black man down. His upper torso was hanging over the fence. The third cop, and they're all Caucasian, who was in the middle, was punching the man in the face repeatedly. Not, not only was he complying, he was already in custody. 
They already had him in handcuffs. He was repeatedly punching this black man in the face just so he could exercise his savage authority. Well, this time it ended differently. This time there were four or five other black men there to witness this. This time the neighborhood came out. This time they disrupted the entire event. This black man is not going to die right here on the street because you have an authority problem with your badge. You have a color problem with the skin of the black man. So what did they do? It's okay. You're going to cut that out right now or we're going to cut it out for you. The police were hit with trash cans, bottles, anything they could throw at them. Was this the right thing to do? Absolutely. Did that cop get off light? Absolutely. See, it's already starting. The public would no longer tolerate the violent, unnecessary physical beatings or harms toward the innocent, i.e. the black man. If he was guilty of something or if they had just cause, fine. He was already in handcuffs. Put him in the car, take him down, read him his rights, book him, he'd get a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But to beat him right there in the face repeatedly with a, a fist, close-handed, knuckles, they're trying to give an example of what's going to happen to anyone who comes up against them or, or anyone who challenges their authority. That's what that move was. That, that, that's a part of the, uh, the buck breaking. He used to buck break black men. He used to beat them in front of their wives and children. They used to, they used to uh, uh, mistreat them uh, back in the day, slave days. Uh, the white slave master used to do cruel and horrible things uh, to the black man in front of his wife and kid. Thusly, in their mind, he was devalued. He was no longer uh, the head of the house. He was no longer the strong one in the family. Now, the police officer got off light. Let me tell you why. Because at some point, he is going to be dealt with in a more harsh manner. It's not going to be a plastic trash can or an empty uh, drink bottle or shoe or a rock uh, or somebody threw a roll of toilet paper at him. It's going to be a bullet. It's going to be something that is going to change the face of relationship between black people and the police department as a whole. He got off light. It's on the way. Now the district attorney decided not to press charges against those people who threw the bottles at the police, the trash can, the drink cups, the shoe, because he knew they were right. He was being brutal to a suspect who was already in custody. And if you are in the custody of the police, they are responsible for your physical well-being. He knew, they, he knew they were in the right, so no charges were pressed. This is the beginning of the defense of the innocent. Now, I want to go on to my new uh, hobby, I should say. I want to I talk about, well, two things here. I want to I I talk about my, my health, one of the big reasons why I haven't had a podcast, uh, other than vacation, things like that. Mental health, sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you get stressed out. Uh, sometimes you just need to relax and chill, you know, get away a little bit. That's on that, on the mental health. I am older now. I am 50. Um, sometimes I may require a breather more uh, more often than usual. just want to put that out there. Now, I want to talk about home theaters, which is I, I am, I'm a big home theater buff. Uh, this is kind of a, 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 a mixed glob podcast, so to speak. I'm trying to get as much out there as possible without taking too long. 
I am a serious, serious home theater buff. Um, I, I've bought home theater receiver at Adobe Atmos. I've bought 4K television, 4K Blu-ray player. I got 4K movies. I am really, really into it. I replace speakers with better speakers. Oh, it, it's, 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 it's a real, real pleasure to have the ability to be a home theater buff. I am really into movies. Mostly action, sci-fi. Uh, there are some other movies. Drama, which I'm into. That is fine. That is fine. As long as it's in 4K and it's Dolby Atmos. That's all I got to say on that. 4K, Dolby Atmos. Just nice all the way around. The Black Gun Club. We had a meeting this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. First annual leadership conference. The president of the National African American Gun Association, Mr. Philip Smith, was in attendance along with other executives of the National African American Gun Association. I was really, really impressed uh, with the amount of people, chapter leaders who showed up all over the nation, New York, New Jersey, Iowa, Wisconsin, California, Illinois, Kentucky, others from Tennessee, uh, Rhode Island, you know, just Montana, Montana. I have never met a black person in my life from Montana. I've been here, 50, I've been to Montana and have never met a black person. Montana, fabulous. And all, it, was a, it, was a, it was a glorious sight. I was really moved. I was really, I was really excited. There, there was so much conversation and, and stories being passed. And uh, it, was a, it was a real pleasure having that brotherhood and sisterhood connection uh, at the meeting, there were maybe three, four hundred people there, three or four hundred black people in, in one spot. There was no jealousy, there was no envy, there was no strife. Nobody was uh, showboating, no high signing. There, there, there was no fights, no disagreements, just conversation, brotherhood, sisterhood, sharing, lots of hugs, lots of exchange of information. I mean, it was wonderful. If it could happen there, it could happen everywhere else. We need to get together, stick together, stay together. Have any problems? We're gonna have problems. Let's hash it out. Let's conversate, regardless of your physicality. I'm 5'6", the next man may be 6'2", 6'5", 7 feet. I'm 250, the other uh, uh, person may be 200, 140, 130. I'm a man, next person may be a woman, don't matter. We're in the same community, we're all of the same peoples. We can hash this out. We can find common ground, we can talk it out, and we need to do it respectfully. It can happen, I just witnessed it. Strangers, out of the middle of nowhere, no one has ever met anyone. Uh, 92 to 95% of the people who were there did not know the other person. This stigma of, oh, you know, black people ain't gonna get together and do nothing. We got together and did something. So what you're seeing out there in the media is another tool to keep us divided. Let's stay together. I want to talk about Afghanistan. I never talk about Afghanistan. I never talk about the Taliban. Uh, I never talk about any kind of uh, political situation like that um, because I'm not involved with it. We've been in Afghanistan for 20, over 20 years now. Started out. 9-11. It's the war on terror. Lots of lives have been lost. Lots of bodies have been uh, disfigured, has been maimed. 
Lots of limbs have been lost. PTSD, suicide, families been torn apart, separation, anxiety, all kinds of things has happened. A drug overdoses, a drug addictions. Recently, in the past two days, U.S. has decided to get out of Afghanistan after 20 years. We left Afghanistan, the troops got the orders, we're leaving, packed them up, and they were gone. Within two days, within two days of U.S. forces leaving Afghanistan, the Taliban took over. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. It was a war on terror, right? We went in there, we changed this, we changed that, we forced our hand, we this, this, and that. For 20 years, we trained, we trained their troops how to be more efficient, how to police their own state, how to fight against terrorists, how to detect, how to maneuver, how to manage for 20 years. Then we left. It took two days, 48 hours, Eddie Murphy. It took two days, 48 hours for the Taliban to take over. So I'm thinking, okay, 48 hours versus 20 years. What were we actually doing there? If it took two, if it took four, 48 hours, it took two days. What, what, what was actually changed? What actually, what's actually went on? Were we there just to get revenge for 9-11? It seems like it. It shouldn't have taken two days to undo everything that was done. If the Taliban was going to come in and take over, okay, fine. It should have taken at least a decade. They came in two days, back to regular. They had the Afghan army, was ordered by the Taliban, this is in Kabul, lay down your arms and get out of the way. All right, so where do you think the Afghan army got their arms? From the United States, the American taxpayer, they left all kinds of artillery, all kinds of rifles, pistols, ammo, tanks, Humvees. Uh, the, the Taliban took over the Air Force because the Afghan Air Force gave up. Now they have uh, air capability. They have fighter jets now, the Taliban. It took two days. To undo 20 years. Were we actually there for a specific reason? And and how is it that it was a success? They say our uh, uh, leaders, they tell the American public, this program went on, it was success. That program went on, it was success. We're over there fighting against uh, war against terror. It's a great success. So in two days, they're back to regular. Sounds like somebody was lying. Sounds like the Taliban has more grip with those little forces, has more grip or, or, or more, they got bigger balls than the U.S. Or they were just patient. Okay, we, we know how to run this. What we're going to do is we're going to let the U.S. exhaust all of their resources. And then when they leave, we're going to come in, take over, get back to regular. It, it, it kind of sounds like Debo, if you ever... Uh, Seen Friday, fantastic, funny movie. Chris Tucker plays Smokey. You know, Debo, which was Tiny Lister, told him something, blah, blah, blah. Debo's like, shut the hell up. And he left. And Chris Tucker's character, Smokey, said, I got mind control over Debo. He be talking about, shut up. Well, I'd be quiet, but when he leave, I'd be talking again. That's the Taliban. Taliban was Smokey. Oh, the U.S. is going to come in and they do this? Okay, all right. We're going to let them do it. But when they leave, we be in control again. That's exactly what happened. 48 hours. <laughs> and, and then we armed the Taliban. Those arms that they have 
are stamped made in the U.S. And who do you think they're going to use it against? Just the Afghan people? They're going to use it against the U.S. So that's my little take on Afghanistan, the Taliban, the whole nine yards of getting out of uh, Afghanistan. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want, to, I want to thank you for being patient. And uh, those of you who do listen to my podcast, tune in the next podcast. Thank you. God bless. Have a good evening.